for the next four or five weeks, we're going to talk on membership. And I've asked that the pastors all take a week, and then I've asked laity to take a week. And then we got a special uh, uh, week where Elvis and Beta from Albania are going to come here, praise the Lord. And, and they're going to come in and share with us as a church body. And we're going to talk about membership and missions that week. And we support Albania and a lot of people in Albania. And we've got a lot of friends over there. And, and lots of us have been there and, and feel connected. And, but either way, that's membership. Members come together in missions. We're going to talk about that one week. But we'll, we'll go through this for the month, whole month of September. And then we want you to take this that month. And if God tells you ahead of time, that's great. But, but be prayerful about uh, joining, becoming a member of Oakton Church. Uh, I skipped over it earlier, but when we disaffiliated with the United Methodist Church, we are no longer members of that group. So we are without membership, meaning we all are without membership. And so we are going to take in new membership. In other words, I could say, oh, Roger, you're just a member because you've always come here, but I want you to make that decision. I want you to be prayerful that, that, that I can be a member of what pastor's saying about and be a part of that and give into it totally. Christian, stand to your feet today. I'm going to embarrass you over here. And I was coming in, Christian uh, had a shirt on and it says, uh, uh, turn around because I've already forgot what it says. But it says, every player, every play. I want membership to be that way for Oakton, that if we decide to join this body, that every player that joins this body is going to play every play together. We're going we're gonna to take the kingdom on, and we're going to take the world on. Give me praise if you want to today. This is exciting times. So as we dive into this the next few weeks, uh, I wanted to also mention that, uh, as I was saying, you be prayerful because on October 29th, we're going to take in members. And I don't know what that's going to look like right now. I don't know if it means everybody comes up here, uh, we'll take you in, but we for sure by October 29th want you to make contact with the office so that we can write your name down. We want you to be prayerful about your family. Because we get it a lot of times, well, we joined, the whole family did. Uh, we want you to be specific about that and be prayerful about that. So as I say all this, the first point that I start with today is membership is not in the Bible. Did I just lose you all? But neither is the doctrine of the Trinity, that meaning God the Father, the God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But you see it all through the Bible. You see how important the Trinity is. You see how important membership is. You see it all through the Bible. And I think it's not mentioned specifically, join a church, because it was already just expected that you were doing that. But either way, that's my opinion. But, but today we're going to take a look. Uh, where church membership, I believe, started in the beginning. And I believe it's in Acts chapter 2, when the disciples were called to wait upon the Lord and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
we see that 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 Holy Spirit welled up in them and they all began to speak in tongues and everybody around them could understand what the message was in their own language. And then Peter stood up and he gave a sermon that knocked the socks off of them because he is under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And a result of that power and anointing of the Holy Spirit, we see the church was formed. And I want to pick up with that today in Acts 2, 37. But Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, when they heard this anointed man, powerful man of God, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Man, I hope my sermons and the anointing of God on on me gets you to check in your spirit today and say, Lord, what must I do after hearing this message? I've prayed that for you today, that you'll be challenged and that you'll be moved to step further in the Lord. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them saying, save yourself from this crooked generation. And so they, those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 added added to what acts 242 and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers and all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Membership is... And I've said it already today, the fact of being a member of a group. Fellowship is a friendly association, especially with those who share one's interest. And I believe when those 3,000 were added in, they were taken into the membership, to the fellowship of not only God's kingdom, but of the early church. You see, when we say we're when we're saved, we're born again, taking on membership with Christ. First Corinthians twelve thirteen says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink of the same spirit. So you see that we're all brought into the membership of God. And we are that happens through Acts two thirty eight when we repent. Repent means to turn away from our old way of thinking to a new way of thinking. The old is gone. The new has come. 
And then we take that and we let the world know, we confess it through water baptism. And he said, be water baptized, an outward sign of an inward work. And then he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it all started when they were submerged into salvation. They were submerged in the things of God. They were submerged in the Holy Spirit. When you look at the disciples, again, I see that, that in John 14, 20, Jesus breathed on them and they were saved, I believe, at that time. And then he told them to go and wait in Acts 1, 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. So wait means to stay where one is until it happens. So pray and seek the Lord until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, I believe repentance, water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then you're brought into this kingdom, this membership of Christ. And we see that through Acts 2, that the church was established from an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's why I get aggravated today and it used to, I just blow it off, but, but I hear people say so many times, we, we don't need the Holy Spirit to be a Christian. <laughs> Jesus breathed on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's salvation. And then Jesus said, wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because that's where the anointing and power comes that, that established and built the church. And so how can we deny the power of the Holy Spirit? You know, it's kind of like when we say uh, we don't need air in our tires. They're up good enough. You know how that is when there's a tire going down the road? I was following one the other day and I thought it was Mike Crockett and I texted him and no, it's not me, but his low right tire. And I thought they're not going to make it out of town because that tire is going to explode because there's not enough air in it. And so air does make a difference in your tires. They need to be at the right level. And when you get older and on the heavy side, uh, I found out how important air in a bicycle tire matters. Because <laughs> I let my bicycle tires get a little low. And I thought, man, I can't kick it in fifth gear, fifth gear like I used to. And I checked my air, t- my air tires and they were down, weren't even noticeable. And you, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? And I put that air in them, and I could tell a difference, a big difference, when it wasn't even noticeable. So we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the flow in the Holy Spirit. I had a guy call me yesterday, and, and he's looking at the GMC and thinking about transferring from another assembly, and, and, and he was questioning me on this, uh, all these doctrine and D&Ds, and, and he goes, man, I... I see the Holy Spirit in what you're doing, and I love that. That's because it's got to be there. It's the important part of things. And we see that that when the church said, what do I do to be saved and and brought into your membership? He says, repent, be water baptized, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people say, well, that stopped that day. But it goes on to say, for the generations that follow to today. The church was an establishment out of the birth, out of the Holy Spirit. 
Another thing I thought was neat, a lot of stuff today I'm just reading and I'm trying to throw everything in and, and I don't know what to say and not say, so I'm just going to just jump around here. But membership clarifies the distinction that redemption creates. And a lot of these quotes are things I've read, but, but and the Lord added to their number, the church day by day, those who were being saved. Membership clarifies and again that distinction between God's people and not God's people. So if you're saved, then yes, you're God's people. You're a member of God's kingdom. If you're not saved, you're not a member of God's people. So we see that salvation was a condition for being added to the church of God. We see that God models membership. Just two months after God redeems his people... He counts them when they brought them out of Egypt in Numbers 1, 1 through 3. I'm going to take up a 2. He said to Moses, take up a census of all the congregation of people of Israel by clans, by father's house, according to the number of names, every male head by head from 20 years old and upward, all in Israel who are able to go to war. You and Aaron shall list them company by company. Man, this pumps me up. Because God was, was wanting them to be counted so they could realize who they could count on in war. War meaning taking the kingdom of God. And God has called us to go out and be his hands and feet and to go to war and bring people to Christ. And we need to stand up and be counted to that. God himself practices and models for us a form of membership and God continues to practice membership in a form of the book of life. You hear the book of life read about in Philippians 4, 3, Revelation 3, 5, the one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments and will never, I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Revelation 20, 15, and I will give anyone... And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So we see that distinction there. Saved in the membership of God, unsaved, not in the membership of God. So as a local church, we need to be practicing this membership and be imitators of God, as Ephesians says. We need to not only be a membership like we are and we're saved as, with Jesus and all that, but we need to be a member of a fellowship that we're connected to where we attend. And I, I hope most of you attend here today want to be a member of who we're about so that when we go to war, I can know who can be counted and be with us. Maybe this was the reason the early church practiced it. Acts 2.41, there were 3,000 saved. Acts 2.47, the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. Somebody was keeping track. Somebody was keeping track of the people that were coming into the body so that they could be recorded for us to talk about today. I always said to everybody when I'm so hard on numbers because you judge the health of your body by your numbers. And that you're a soul, you're a person that God has put into this flock that I'm responsible for. 
And that's why we pass the attendance sheet around. That's why we follow up with you when you haven't been here for a while. That's why we do a lot of what we do is because the Lord said, I'm accountable. And so we take that number. Number four, membership is a meaningful commitment. The early church counted the people being saved and added to their numbers the same way God counted his people in in Numbers 1, 1 through 3 after bringing them out of Egypt. Every player, every play. Amen? Number five, membership applies biblical metaphors for the church. We are sheep of his pasture that we already prayed today. And we need shepherds, big shepherd, Jesus, in that membership. And the Lord has appointed little members, little shepherds, excuse me, like your pastors, your teachers, the people in the body that he's put into place to help us so that the sheep can be safe. Rogue sheep are easy prey. Anybody that has raised sheep, you know how hard it is to keep them safe. So you need a good shepherd, Jesus Christ, which is most important, but you also need the help of Jesus-appointed little shepherds, the little S's. Remember I preached on that a few months ago? How many remembers that? Because I thought that was a good sermon. Does anybody remember the little shepherd? I got one. Anybody else? Come on. Make me feel good live. Two, three. Okay, I got, I got four. All right. Four remember that message. Man, I have to preach that one again. Membership, number six, facilitates ministry. And we're going to talk about this a week. Go save disciples, send east, west, north, south. But not only out of the church, but in the church. I don't know if I mentioned to it earlier, but, but this is so important to us. We're taking the, these subjects that we're talking to you about on membership. And again, we're going to go to children's church and give the whole children's church gets a month off. When I say that, the adventure kids pay through fifth grade, Right? So K through fifth grade, you got the whole month off on Sundays. And we're getting people on our own teams. I've got a team. Have you told your wife yet? Yeah, told his wife yet. You're on my team, Carrie. God bless you. I've been praying. You've been praying about it, haven't you, in your spirit? But guess what? We got uh, Baden Elvis' kids on our team too. I've asked them to help us when we go to children's church. And so anyway... We're putting teams together to go up and minister to the same, to our body, to our people. Membership facilitates discipline. And again, we can get off and chase that rabbit, but it teaches us, and and we should be operating in it. When there's a problem in the body, Jesus gives us the way to handle it. In Matthew 4, or 18, 17, I put Acts in there, so that's wrong, but Matthew 18, 17. But it tells us how we deal with things that are going on with confrontation. How many of you like confrontation? I don't. I had somebody the other day told me they're thinking about quitting a job because they're tired of confrontation. People don't like it. Well, Jesus teaches us how to handle that. Membership expresses love and, uh, and obedience to Jesus. By saying and calling yourself a Christian, you're saying that you submit to the kingship and the authority of Jesus. 
And Jesus has delegated that to the little S's, the little shepherds, the pastors, the elders, the local church that you're a part of so that we can together, members can express love and obedience to Jesus. We can, uh, I'm just going to read this quote I got. By calling yourself a Christian, you're saying that you're, you submit to the kingship and authority of Jesus, but Jesus has delegated some of that authority to his little shepherds, the pastors, the leaders, and the locals. And that's pretty much what I just said, that I wanted to really get that out of there because we need to be a part of a body to be really effective for the Lord and be committed to that. Membership is a devotion to God. And this is the last one I'm going to really hit on today because I think a, a big part of membership is fellowship. And if you look the words up, they, they're very closely uh, associated with each other. Membership is a fellowship with a body of believers that you're in common with and believe the same way about. Fellowship is a, in Christ is a warm and an honest, open, healing, redeeming fellowship. But fellowship in a church, again, is the same thing, a warm and honest, open, healing, redeeming fellowship based upon the communion life we have in Jesus Christ. So we're taking what we have in our membership with Christ personally, and we're coming together as members, and we're building each other up. And we're warm and honest, open, healing. Man, I prayed for someone on all these already today and agreed with them in prayer. All these things this, this, this we've prayed about today. But we see the disciples, they were devoted, or the early church was devoted to the fellowship. Devoted means very loving and loyal, in this case, to the church. They had a hunger to be saturated in the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer. I was, you guys know that, that I think that I went through the book of Acts in four hours, every word. It may have been a little more than that. But when you see the fellowship and what went on in the early church, you could see the importance of them being conducted to somebody. And you could see that, that church membership. You could see when there was a dispute, they sent people out of this church to go to this church. You could see the move of God all through Acts working together. But probably what jumped out at me the most was in Acts twenty seventeen through 38. But specifically for Paul, in verse 424, Acts 20, 24, I just couldn't shake this and listening to the whole book and, and you get to the end and you're like, it's not as appealing. You know, you've been listening for a while, but, but this just this what stuck with me. This is Paul, the apostle Paul. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as a precious, nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace of God. He didn't care about anything but that. That I wouldn't value myself so much that I didn't care about anybody else. That I didn't care about God's calling on my life that all I cared about was his calling on my life. 
Verse 25, and now behold, I know that, that none, of, um, none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. So now he's telling them he knows he's going to die. He's going to be martyred because of the step that he's going to live for Christ above everything else. It doesn't matter what he thinks about it. He's giving it to God. And the reason that's so important, jump down to verse 31. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, another, this man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set free if he would have not appealed to Caesar. Think about that. If I, I'm a Jew, a Roman citizen, and if I confess that and don't want to appeal to Caesar, I can live. Or I'm going to receive the message that God has given me to proclaim his word, the calling on my life, am I going to do that and die? He chose death over himself because he loved God, church, and God's people, and people more than anything. Wow. You know, we always talk about Jesus could have called down angels from heaven and just not done what he did, but then none of us could be saved. But we see Apostle Paul saying, man, he didn't say it. They said he could have lived if he wanted to. And he really wasn't even denying Christ. He was just going to have to deny his calling. But that takes me back up to where he was saying that he valued, he didn't value his life more precious than, than everything else. He valued God and the kingdom of God. Let's go back to 2026. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all. Man, can we say that? God, I've done everything you called me to do. Their blood is no longer on my hands. Think about that. As a pastor, can I say to God today, Father, I've taught Oakton. I've did everything you told me to do for Oakton. Father, I've done it all. And their blood is no longer on my hands. Man, that's committed. He goes on to say in verse 27, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Verse 28, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. Now, would you give your blood for the church of God? That's what membership is. Membership to God's kingdom first, and then taking that and being a part of a local membership to do what Paul was talking about that we can say Barton County's blood is no longer on our hands because we did everything God called us to do. (sighs) We're not there, or at least I'm not. That's why we need to continue doing what they did. They were hungry, the early church, 
and they saturated themselves in the Holy Spirit to where they were dripping out the Holy Spirit when life squeezed them. Remember two or three weeks ago when we preached on it? When life squeezes you, what comes out? God. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, meaning they were nourished and taught by the word and a lot of the New Testament that we read today. Number three, they were devoted to breaking of bread. And, and I'm going to read this quote from a commentary. This is, co- this is a common expression in Acts, breaking bread together. And the early church seemed to have a threefold dimension. The initial common meal, the sharing of the agape meal, and the Lord's Supper. And I thought, what's that agape meal? And it's just enjoying the fellowship. Agape is an unconditional love. Do we enjoy the fellowship to where we want to be? part of the activities we do. Four, they were devoted to prayer. In the early church, prayer was clearly a high priority, a necessary part of their life together. In Acts, we see this. And again, go listen to the book of Acts and read it. You can do it in four or five hours. In Acts, where there is much prayer, there is much activity of the Holy Spirit. And where there is much activity of the Holy Spirit, there is much prayer. Devoted to allowing miracles and signs and wonders to move in your body. That's why I pause today. And I try to pause at times in the sermon so we could have a prophecy or a tongue and tongue interpretation. Or we can have a, an edification. Because miracles were an important aspect of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit among the believers and they occurred most often. And I believe they're occurring here. I can, I can go around and point out miracles that I know happened in this church, and I know one that you don't even know about, I think, that I'm just wanting to talk about so bad, but I don't want to steal people's thunder because they hadn't told their whole family. And we see the other church was devoted to that community. This community, they were devoted. C.S. Lewis said, all human beings are made for life and community with God. The early church in Jerusalem experienced community like few people have on this earth. And, and guys, I, 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 I'm sad to say, but I think I, I, I'm not sad to say it, I have. Man, that two years of Bible college was like heaven on earth. Oh, it was like moving in the book of Acts. And for two years, it was just powerful to the point when I got out, I couldn't find a fellowship that was the same. And I quit going to church for six months because I, I keep going to a church and it just didn't measure up. And the Lord rebuked me one day when Karen went to church by herself and said, you go be a part of a fellowship and change it if it's not where it needs to be. And that's that Commitment. And then be devoted to making disciples. And guys, I've said it all along. If the righteous influence and witness of these believers effectively permeated the city as a natural overflow of their life together and outflow of Jesus' ministry through them by the Spirit, consequently new converts were being added to the church daily. What I constantly say is if we're believing Jesus, people are going to get saved without us even realizing it. Because he's going to permeate from you so much, people are going to want what you have and they're going to grab a hold of you and, and all you got to do is share it to them. 
So in closing today, if the praise team wants to come forward, and I throwed a lot at you, and I apologize to the sound team because I threw a bunch of PowerPoints together, and I don't know if it made sense or not. But, but I'm not apologizing for the message. I'm just apologizing because of lack of time. We were talking about these are models for membership, and I believe these are the same models that we can be a part of here. Uh, I want to show you guys some vows I'm working on today and that the Global Methodist has put out. And, and anyway, uh, these are ones that we're looking at here. But I see these things we talked about today. But do you believe in God the Father? Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And see, that's that salvation. Do you confess Jesus Christ, your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord? Again, that salvation turns into a confession. And, and then that, that Holy Spirit. Do you receive the, and, and, and profess the Christian faith as contained in the Scriptures? Do you promise according to the grace given you to keep God's word holy, um, God's holy will and commandments and walk in the same all the days of your life as a faithful member of Christ's holy church. And again, Christ's church first. Then it moves into, will you be loyal to Christ through the global Methodist church and joining with your brothers and sisters around the world, doing all in your power to fulfill its mission? So again, you see that establishment in membership with Christ and his kingdom, moving into the global, moving into the local church. And then will you be faithful members of Oakton, a global Methodist local church, doing all in your power to strengthen its ministries through your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness as Christ's representative in the world. And that's the memberships we'll probably use on the 29th. But, 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 but I want you to be prayerful. What has God called me to be? Where has God called me to be? And, and again, he's called us to be in his membership, but I believe he's called you to be involved in a local membership. So the first thing we do today is we always at altar call is if you're not saved today, then you need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and be joined in his kingdom and be a part of him. And guys, my prayer is that, that these altars every day are filled with people choosing Christ that we've brought into this fellowship. So if that's you today, I want you to come forward. I've never accepted Jesus and I want to do that. I just want you to stand to your feet and come to these altars. I want to receive Jesus today. Never done it before. The Holy Spirit's nudging my heart today. As the scripture said, they were cut to the teeth and they said what must I do to be saved and Peter said repent, turn from your wicked ways turn to my new ways be water baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit so today you may have been saved but if you've done the first act of obedience are you baptized we're going to do that the 29th also if you've not been baptized and and you call yourself a believer, then you need to be doing that. You can't be a member without being baptized. 
and then will you be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I believe a lot of you are fighting a war that you don't need to fight because you're dry as a bone and you just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and renewed. Some of you have been filled with the Spirit, but you just need to be refreshed. Well, that's what these altars are for today. If you just need a refreshing, come to these altars today. But the last thing is membership with Oakton is committing to do this as a congregation. And, and I want you to be, and I challenge you to be prayerful about this. And, and I don't care if you come up and tell me after church I want to be, but I still want you to put it in writing. But I want you to be prayerful. And I want God to tell you to be a member of Oakton. Not me, not you, but God. Not even to the one you choose, but the one God chose for you. The reason I say that believers have become church hoppers and they won't be committed to a fellowship the minute it doesn't do what they want to do. I've been approached so many times, if you don't do this, I'm done. What happened to the day that when we could stand together as a body? There's a lot of you old timers in here that have been here a long time that when I was off in college that a lot of people were were leaving Oakton. I remember my brother Mark would call me and said, Ken, I'm all but done with Oakton. I'm so tired of the nonsense, but he stuck it out anyway. And many of you are just like him and you stuck it out anyway. And look where God has brought us now. Look where we are now. So I say to you, again, be prayerful and do what God calls you to do and be committed to that. Your membership's your membership. You put it in, you take it out. I'm just saying you be led by God and how you do that. Amen? So you stand to your feet today. Again, you need saved. You need water baptized. You need the refilling of the Spirit. Or you just need prayer about a situation. I want you to come. Or you just may want to come and pray about this membership thing. But I know the Spirit has dealt with each and every one of you today, and these altars are open now. Praise team.